Back on the 21st of June, we posted a shortcast by ecologist Tom Langton, which discussed a call for evidence made by the Joint Nature Conservation Committee, the JNCC, which could lead to the removal of legislative protection for many of the UK's amphibians and reptiles, and which, in Tom's words, could allow snake bashing to become lawful again. The following week, a short, precise message was sent to the JNCC by a coalition of over 30 non-government organisations, which specifically referenced the Quinquennial Review, the process by which every five years an interagency group makes recommendations to DEFRA and the devolved administrations in Great Britain on changes to the schedules or lists of protected species. That message included the demand, We would like to formally request that the Quinquennial Review Group carry out a public consultation on the decision to change the eligibility criteria before proceeding with the planned timetable. We await your response. Tom decided to go a little bit further and also wrote to the various government bodies concerned to remind them of some of the detail and asking them to be clear about things as soon as possible, by the 26th of July to be precise. He also popped in a freedom of information request for the paperwork for good measure. In his letter, Tom suggested that legal issues are at stake here and that the repercussions could be huge. What seems strange is the lack of response from those government bodies. You can imagine it might perhaps take a few days to draft a response, but it's now been more than two weeks since this letter was sent. Maybe they disagree amongst themselves or simply don't know what to do about it. In this latest shortcast, Tom tells us in more detail what his letter said and the asks that he made in it. Following the initial concerns raised at the end of June, on 6th of July, I wrote to a range of government bodies concerning the review. This was headed, Alleged Gross Misuse of IUCN Guidelines by JNCC, Natural England, Natural Resources Wales and Nature Scott, leading to potential unlawful decision-making, likely to result in reporting, complaints and potential legal proceedings. I also sent it to DEFRA and the Welsh and Scottish Government for good measure. I referred them to the programme placed online by the JNCC on 8th April 2021 suggesting a timetable that involved consultation in October and November of this year and then a signing off over six weeks leading up to the end of December. There you go, species protection wiped out for Christmas, just to make our year perfect. I drew their attention to several things identified by me and many others. Firstly, the incorrect application of the IUCN categories. Use of the red list categories for the selection of species for additional removal to the schedules is not appropriate. The reliance on red list categories in the manner prescribed is simply inappropriate use of the red list approach. The red list category vulnerable is a threatened category, which means it is facing high risk of extinction in the wild. So the use of only endangered and critical categories for consideration in decisions about scheduling is overly restrictive and just not appropriate. Disregard of red list vulnerable species will not make an effective contribution to biodiversity conservation in line with the duties incumbent on the partner agencies. In the context of scheduling being a tool to assist with this prevention of biodiversity decline, you will notice also that the Law Commission on Wildlife Law indicates that factors other than the risk of extinction should be considered, such as a species role in ecosystems. So I asked government bodies to respond on these points and how, as agencies, they intended to revise their approach. If not, a complaint might otherwise be lodged with the IUCN Head of Oversight 
and with the UK Committee of IUCN. A complaint might also be made to the Law Commission. Secondly, I wrote about incorrect approach to a species protection review. The Wildlife and Countryside Act, as amended, allows the Secretary of State to add species that are in danger of extinction or at risk of becoming so, without specific protective conservation measures, but that enable various kinds of reactive protection according to threat types and recommendations following appropriate expert advice. For example, protected animals such as snakes and slowworms that are subject to needless persecution are protected from killing and injury, while habitat provisions are only lightly applied under the guidance, reasonable protection is enabled. Although for reasons of more powerless conservation status, the declining adder and common toad should now be given increased, that is, full Schedule 5 protection. The decision to change to IUCN Red List basis for scheduling is arbitrary, and although reasons have not yet been released under freedom of information, they are awaited with interest and concern in the next week or two. Thirdly, there's a breach of the National Environment and Rural Communities Act 2006, the NERC Act. This is becoming more familiar territory. Many of the species included in the Wildlife and Countryside Act received additional support via inclusion in the species listings under Section 41 of the NERC Act as species of principal importance. This action embedded into the statute the status of these species as priority for actions to discharge the UK's commitments to biodiversity conservation as a signatory of the United Nations Convention on Biological Diversity, signed off in 1992. It is considered that the removal of protection of these species under the Wildlife and Countryside Act 1981 using the Red List criteria as suggested could also be a breach of the 2006 Act for which JNCC and the other agencies have a clear duty to have regard, as well as a breach of the UK's commitments under CBD, the Convention of Biological Diversity. It is understood that the Welsh Government has already indicated that removal from the Wildlife and Countryside Act 1981 would mean removal of them from the NERC Act 2006 in respect of Wales. So there's a need for the public and consultees to understand intentions across the UK nations, as seems likely, given the intrinsic linkage between the two bodies of statute and the overarching international commitments that they, at least in part, serve to implement. I asked the government bodies if they agreed with this, and if not, why. There is potential for judicial review of decisions to use IUCN red list categories in amending the Wildlife and Countryside Act schedules and the NERC Act listings with respect to duties under that legislation and potentially international commitments. Finally, I wrote to them about damage to undertakings made to the UN Convention on Biological Diversity and the Berne Convention. In addition to weakening domestic legislation, the use of IUCN criteria, as above, is likely to give reason for notification of events to the Secretariat and membership of the Convention at the 15th meeting of the Conference of the Parties of the Convention on Biological Diversity in China in October of this year, where the matter might be of considerable interest to various parties. Many of the species included in the Wildlife and Countryside Act receive additional support via inclusion in the appendices of the Berne Convention. Removal of such species from the Wildlife and Countryside Act 1981 and the NERC Act reduces protection that is provided under the Convention, opening such species up to exploitation and removing protection from killing, injury and sale, for example, unlicensed taking and other controls. So I asked the government again to respond and that could help prevent an information note or complaint being lodged with the secretariats of these conventions and other relevant parties. And I lastly said to the governments what I'd like to see from them. I'd like the national representatives to respond individually from each country as appropriate and for JNCC to suspend their review programme right away and to openly indicate to everyone the intended course of action to put this right. Will they do that? Not sure. 
only Scotland acknowledged my letter, so I'm going to have to chase them all up in case they've lost it. <laughs>